You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Last time on Dungeons and Ducklings. Our journey is starting in the Northeast in a small village called Eagleton, where three unlikely companions are about to embark on a journey that decides the fate of the world. Isn't this lovely? I know one thing I need to do is find Esther. You're looking for Esther? You know of Esther? Well, of course I know of Esther. I'm Esther. Huzzah. I gotta say, I think that we looked into something really special here because we got somebody, we got you, uh, Mr. Half-Orc, you're looking for a magic heirloom. We got you, Mr. Priest, Mr. Amnesia, who, you know, you're just trying to piece things together. And uh, and, and you, little stone gnome, you know, you don't have anyone to call home. You got these, these three chaps here. So I, I think I, I got something that might, might be of interest to the three of you. Make some friends, maybe you've uncovered some secrets of your past, and this might help you find what you're looking for. You're off an adventure. It would appear that you are the one deceiving them, then, so you would have to roll for this. All right, well, we'll give it a shot, and if it doesn't work, get chopping. The goblin looks up from his, his struggle with the chest, and he sees these three strangers standing in the doorway. He gives a little bit of a chuckle, and he climbs down off of the chest, and with a, a very broken, common accent, he says, You're in for world hurt, and draws a scimitar. So if you remember from last session, the three of you met and met up with Esther in Eagleton, who sent you out to this cave to collect a rare artifact. And you were exploring the cave, fought some goblins along the way, and you were ju- you just entered the large room where there was a larger goblin trying to break into a wooden chest. And he noticed you and drew his, his scimitar and he's ready for battle. So I'm gonna need you guys to roll for initiative. All right. Okie dokie. So I got a 17. Dan got a 15, and Ethan got a 3. Those are not good, good numbers. Not, not a good number for me. <laughs> Do you think we can try to convince him, like maybe we're there to, we were there to either to help him get into that chest, which he seemed to have been struggling with, or maybe we could try like some intimidation. This is a be big like, goblin, just, right? Yeah, yeah. We just, uh, came, like, I guess the, the leader of the goblins. Maybe we could try like intimidation yeah. and be like, we just kicked all your goblins' asses. Do you want a piece of us? Yeah. Can we do that, Eric? You could do it. You could try whatever you want, but because you ro- you rolled initiative, you are technically in combat. Ah. So talking is is a free action. You could do that whenever, but Okay. So you're going to have to do some some convincing to make him uh, lower his arms. Now, I rolled a 3, so I feel like I'm not much help <laughs> here. And the fact that well, I'm this- also a gnome is not helping my my situation overall. Well, initiative is just the order in which combat goes. Oh, okay, so okay. That means you're at, you're you're the last one in, in order. Coming in cleanup. <laughs> nice gnomes always go last, Ethan. <laughs> All right. So at the top of the order is Grinnock. Right. Oh boy. I feel like I should should introduce us, right? Um, <laughs> you should introduce us while you are swinging your weapon, Grinnock. Yeah, I'm gonna take out the Bamp staff, and can I do like? some like swings in the air to kind of like make it look like I'm, I'm really know how to use this thing. Does that, do I need uh, to do a roll for that? Yeah. How about you do a, is that an athletics or something? Uh, let's call this a persuasion check. Hmm. All right. I have one persuasion. Does that mean like one plus? Yeah. You roll a D 20 and add that one to it. So I got 13, 13 plus one. That, oh, that's no, a 12. That 12 it's a 12 plus one. Yeah. No, that does not cut it. He is not impressed. Okay. So, but either way, I will still go, I am, oh no, that's not my accent. I am Gridock, and this is Bob Vazzini, and this is Ethuf Incorporated. We are here, and... <laughs> Going to kick your ass. Ah. The goblin boss just lets out a nasty snarl in response. I Did imagine, he even understand us? Yeah. Uh, he spoke English before. It's like the goblins hey. from Gringotts in Harry Potter, only mm. more more gigantic. Way more gigantic. Yes. And and harsher. They were already pretty harsh. They were they were well, I think they were more perturbed. They're more pissed off, but they weren't they were like harmless guys. At least mm. they seemed. Well this this guy certainly does not look harmless. Yeah. He is he has a human skull for a helmet and he's wearing uh, human rib cages 
as a vest. Jeez. Ah. So we don't have those. He, he means business. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. not, that's not a good sign. So, Grunek, what are you going to do? Oh, uh, well, how far away is he from me? Uh, he's about 20 feet. 20 feet. I'm going to move my phone away. <laughs> I will use the power of my cell phone. I will use the power of Verizon. <laughs> and I'm going to start things off with Firebolt. All right. Which is a cantrip. Firebolt. Make a ranged spell attack. Yes. So for that, you're going to need to roll. That is what I'd like a, to do. Should I, I have to roll a, a d20? Should I just click and the thing? Add, yeah. Go All ahead and right. click that. <laughs> uh, Indeed. A seven, unfortunately, does not hit. I just wanted to show off and be like, this is what's coming for you later. So your firebolt veers wildly to the left and misses him completely. Ah, well, and so. it is now Dan, uh, no. Bob's turn. Bob. You know, Ethan, I think I'm going to use, as soon as I can go back to my care sheet, I think I'm going to use Sacred Flame. Ooh. Ooh. What does that do? It is 1d8 radiant, and it says DC 12, and that's all I have. Okay. <laughs> now I have to roll against that as the goblin, and he got a three. Hey! So he takes, he takes the damage. Nice! Go ahead and roll that. I think it's a 1d8. Okay. Eight. Six. Six damage. All right. That's good. Okay. Nice. So this 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 radiant light uh, descends and and it just it, the pillar of light hits this this goblin and he he staggers for a little bit but he's still pretty good. Oh. Uh oh. This is a tough goblin. This guy means business. He yeah. must have practiced against the sacred flames. You're oh. going to need the power of the gnome. And it's it's the goblin's turn, and he is oh, no. going to attack Bob, because he was the one who attacked him. Well, isn't that great? <laughs> and he's going to attack with the scimitar. He got a two. <laughs> I'm going to guess that doesn't hit. But he also gets a second attack. This one actually has disadvantage, so I roll it twice. First one was a ten. Second one was a three. So both of these attacks miss. So the goblin boss, he runs up with his scimitar and takes a swing. And Bob is able to, to deftly duck beneath it. And yeah, the goblin comes back nice. around for a swing in the opposite direction. And Bob just takes a cool step to the left and misses. I learned that step from being a tax right. <laughs> Eric, a little bit of metagame for a second. Can you doing tell time me war. why it missed <laughs> in, game, in terms of game mechanics? All right, so everybody has what's called an AC, an armor class. I see. And okay. um, when we no, roll no, that AC, that, not IC. Oh. When, we, when you roll that D twenty, <laughs> Mike, you're always a big help. When you roll a D twenty to attack, whether it's an, an enemy attacking you or you attacking an enemy, if your D twenty plus your modifiers is greater than the AC of the target, the attack hits. But if the the roll is less than that, it misses. Mm. Thank you very much. Okay. I am now oh, smarter. Well. And I'm, I'm not going to reveal what the enemy uh, ACs are, but if you are a uh, keen listener, you could probably figure it out. Well, very screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. anyone in this room keen? Because I'm not. <laughs> okay, so next in the order is Ethoof. Yeah. All right. I, I, think it, I think it's time for me to break out the, the trident. Yeah. I think, uh, doesn't, you know, I don't have too many. I'm more of a weapons kind of guy. I mean, he's got two in your wheelhouse. Don't weapons forget about kinda, your good looks. Weapons kind of gnome. That's true. So, okay. I think I got to, yeah, I think I got to attack this guy with the trident. With the, uh, the two-hander. Yeah, give it, right. give it an old, an old shot. All right. So, a good old 15. <laughs> uh, 15 does not hit. comes up as E2 Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you don't hit. I don't hit. No, a 15 does not hit. Oh. This attack brought to you by Ethoof Incorporated. God. <laughs> oh. All so right. what, what happens to the... T- <laughs> so he's going to be very angry that I just tried to kill him with the trident. And, does uh, that mean well, you still have so your trident? So Ethoof, uh, with two hands, uh, lunges forward with, with the trident, and oh, the gosh. goblin is able to quickly uh, take a step back and avoid getting uh, impaled right through the, the gut. Oh, and no. it's it's Grinox's turn. I feel like the consequences could be very bad for me. Quick question: Where, yeah. where is everybody in relation to me within? Uh, oh, it's just on the map. A fifteen foot radius. Is everybody right next to me? Yeah, you're all kind of um, huddled together. Like you're still kind of in the doorway. Yeah. With this, uh, okay. I just I want think, to know. I think I'm cowering in fear <laughs> at this point. I just want to know because there's certain spells that. You're still I, close not, to us, though. I'm not going to end up using now. <laughs> um, but instead, I will use Acid Splash. 
Acid I, splash. I wonder what that does. That I will pull up. <laughs> you hurl a bubble of acid. Choose one creature within range, or choose two creatures within range that are within five feet of each other. Target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 acid damage. It's when you drop an acid tab into a V8 splash. Exactly. Acid splash. It's quite right, delicious. So, uh, I think I got to see what you're rolling against. Okay. And I'm going to uh, click it. I don't even know if that's a thing. V8 splash, yeah. it sounded right. So what's that? It is. Okay. DC is 14. All right. That I hits. Hey. That hits. All right. So six Does that mean I got six damage? damage? Or, yeah, that's also got the roll. It takes six Noice. acid Noise. Yeah, take that goblin. Oh, do we know his name? It's just a goblin. Gary uh, the Goblin. Mary. I said Gary. Gary. Grant but likes I like to Mary. know his villains before he kills them. I, I, it, makes, it makes it easier when you kind of like insult him. Like, Good night, so Take Mary. that, Mary, Gary. <laughs> so Grinock puts his, his hand forward, and out of the palm of his hand emanates a quick little splash of a green acid that, that gets on, uh, on the goblin boss's face, and it starts to like steam and smoke. And the goblin put, puts his hand to his face, and, and he recoils in pain. Yeah. As the acid burns his face. Suck it, Gobby. <laughs> Take that, Gary. But he's still standing. And mm. it is Dan's turn. Come on, Bob. Bobby. Bobby V. <laughs> Sacred Flame worked so well the last time. I'll just try it again. Is that a cantrip? All, right. All right, let's see. How does he do this time? He does not succeed on this saving throw. Yeah. And it looks like he takes two radiant damage. So I take again. the radiant damage or the goblin yeah, does? Yeah, who, who's... The who goblin get... does. Oh, um, okay. Gary. I'm just looking so, at one of, one of my weapons as a javelin. I'm just envisioning a gnome on a javelin. <laughs> <laughs> so, unlike the last Sacred Flame, uh, th- this this Radiant Light was just uh, a little bit shorter in duration, so he took l- less damage. But he is he's he's staggering a little bit, and he focuses his eyes on Grinnock, who did the the acid splash, and he's going to rush up and try to attack with his scimitar. Oh no! <laughs> he gets a critical fail, uh, yeah! so I, I think I don't think he's going to get a, a, his second attack because he he rushes up to to swing, but he trips at the last second and is face face down in the dirt, and he's going to be prone for a round. Oh damn, Ethoof, Ethoof, baby! All right, Ethoof, it's do, your do, turn, Ethoof. Do I got to, uh... What do we think? Javelin? I'm thinking Javelin. I don't... It's it's a silly, silly image. (laughs) Ethoof, your whole team wants you to use the Javelin. But if this works, this could be legendary. Ethoof, you... Oh my god, that's a terrible accent. (laughs) Ethoof, use the Javelin. Oh my god, that... that, I sound like Darth Vader there. I wasn't sure if... It was like a cross between Darth Vader and Yoda. If they somehow merged. (laughs) I can't remember what Grinnock sounds like. Well... I think he had trouble finding his voice in the last episode. Yeah, it's part I think of it's an backstory. ongoing thing. You know, oh, there's, it's more like that. Yeah. Use the... You should just change it every time. He just has a different accent. He's I don't just think, doing d- different voices. I don't think I have a real, really have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Use the javelin. All right, here it goes. Ooh. 13. That does not hit. That's an unlucky number. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was so anticlimactic. So, yeah. The, this uh, this javelin that's a, a little bit too large for um, for a gnome to handle. It, it's hard it's for tough. for Ethuf to make <laughs> to accurately hit this goblin on the ground, and he kind of just like scrapes the dirt around him, kind of like making a nice outline. And, yeah, uh, I like an it outline. Is Grinnock's turn? All right, Ethuf, thank you for showing me exactly where not to hit. <laughs> <laughs> this is how not to use a javelin. I will use my two-headed quarterstaff. With oh. plus two bludgeoning. It says that on the staff. Yes. Should have used the hand axe. That was stupid. I clicked it. It says 18. 18 hits. Yeah. So roll damage. So that's 1d8 plus two. <laughs> oh, I got dude. a one, but two <laughs> you got a bludgeoning. One. So three before the two. You did three damage. I like, dishonor my tribe. Like that's really bad. It is better than zero. That's true. Yeah. It is better than zero. So with a swift crack of your quarterstaff, you you hit the prone goblin boss like right on his shoulder, and he lets out a cry of pain. Yeah, he's going to feel that tomorrow. Yeah. Take that, Gary. All right, and it's Dan's turn. Bobby. Bobby. Bobby V. Bobby V. Well, um, as a tax lawyer, I am a fan of repetition. <laughs> and, that, and that is something I just made up. I'm going to use Sacred Flame anyway. Okay. Another Sacred Flame. <laughs> Yes. In all seriousness, it does appear to be one of the um, the only offensive spells that I have. All right, mm. and that hits. Yeah. yeah. Nice. 
So a, right. a beam of light comes down from above and it smites this this wretched goblin boss. And God. when the light fades, the goblin boss is moving no more. Yeah, yeah finally. This He's been done. smited. Ha <laughs> ha, good job, Vicini. You see, clerics are pretty sweet too. And congratulations, you killed you killed a goblin trying to t- trying to hunt for glory. I feel like I didn't didn't do much to uh, contribute <laughs> for this this one. <laughs> I feel like I just had a bunch of failed weaponry. You intimidated him a bit. I did. He, In the, spirit, the javelin really uh, really shook him. Yeah. <laughs> Should we go get the the treasure now? I mean, actually, technically, we don't really know that it's treasure. We just know he. It, there's a box. Right. We've been maybe, tol- we've may- been told. Yeah, we've been told. Maybe yeah. Eric should take over. Yeah. Throw it to you. Right. So, uh, in the center of this, as I kind of described, it's like an island. There's water kind of all surrounding it, and a, a, a rock kind of bridge, a natural bridge that leads to uh, to the door that you entered through. In the center of this island is a battered small wooden chest. And ah, uh, oh, there's the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Esther didn't say anything about that. I'm just... There it is. Just wanted you guys to know that it's there. There it is. Can I use an arcana check to see if there's any sort of magic spells? Or uh, you like sure can. Sort of thing going around with it? Yeah. All right. How do I do that? I got a six. <laughs> a six arcana. Th- there's no magic. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you you can't sense any magic coming from this, this object, but that doesn't mean there isn't magic there. Can I use investigation? Yeah. All right, I'm going to click on investigation. Oh. I got 19. All right, so you can see that this box, this chest is is pretty pretty heavily beat up. There is a iron lock. It's got like iron bands and it's locked, but it is heavily dented. There is big old splinters in the wood of the chest, and it looks like it can give out at any any moment. Oh. How should we get in it? <laughs> Should we use that javelin? Maybe we could use make a simple machine. I don't think the javelin's gonna open. work. No, I think maybe the hand axe would be a better oh, good option. Call. So right? maybe yeah, give that a shot. So I could just try. I could use that. That's cool. Yeah. Do we have to attack it? How does that work? Yeah, you could attack it since it's a it's a stationary target. I'm not gonna make you roll roll a d20. So, so okay, just, just, just roll damage. It? Roll damage. Oh, cool. roll damage. Okay. Plus five. So. So six. Six. So, and you're using a hand axe, right? Yes. Or right, is it so a six plus five? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, so you, you raise the hand axe above your head. You bring it down with all your, I almost said goblin, Gnomely with might. all your gnomish might, and <laughs> all of it, it splits the, the, the top of the chest right in half, and it just like kind of caves in. Ooh. On that chest. Good job. So yes. You, you force your way into it. Yes. <laughs> nice. And I'm glad this axe could come to some use for something. <laughs> <laughs> and as uh, the three of you sort of like lift out like the splinters and the and the the wood, you find that it's empty. <gasps> Gasp! This axe, goddammit. I don't know if it's the axe's fault. <laughs> I know, but it's. I'm still upset. Yeah, you're, you're confused because you see that the chest clearly is locked, but the item inside is missing. Maybe so, it's invisible. So there was nothing here, unless. Someone took it and locked it. Can I use insight to try to get a sense of it? Uh, yeah. Ah. Mm. All right, let's give this a go. Seven insight. Right. With seven insight, you can't really make anything out other than either someone opened the chest and took the thing out and closed it back, or yes. you can't really make out uh, any significant lead. Can I do another investigation? Just let me know when you guys need anything else. <laughs> Actually, before you do that investigation, you hear a mysterious laugh coming from the room. It's a laugh of a, it sounds like a man's voice. And then oh. you hear another voice, another laughing voice. This is the voice of a woman. You hear, like, off in the distance, oh, ho, 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 ho. And, it's Team um, Rocket. Don't like that. So you hear this, this laughing, and up on the ledge that's in this, this chamber, you see a man and a woman standing there with their arms crossed. This man, it's about six feet tall from what you could tell, but what's interesting is he's got dark purple horns and a long purple scaly tail. And uh, Are those the only purple parts of him? Yes. The rest of him is wearing robes of earth tones. You need to know. Yeah. 
You need to and know. And standing next to him is a, a woman, a little bit shorter than him, but with red horns, dark skin, and a long red tail. And uh, this man, he's, he's throwing a small, shiny object up and down. And he says, well, 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 Holiday, what do we have here? And she says, hmm, looks like a couple of rats. Some filthy, dirty rats. Hmm. I don't appreciate that. Yeah. I'm a gnome, not a rat. I'm a half-orc. That guy's a human. Yeah. He doesn't want to talk right now. He's a tax lawyer. Who are you? And I, I point up and I yell at the purple and the red lady. I thought you were yelling that at me. Thank you. No. It's no I know who you are. We're on the same team here. <laughs> you're you're Bob Zini, yo. <laughs> the woman... The woman looks over to the man and says, oh, Doc, that's funny. They want to know our names. And he says, <laughs> Holiday, we should not tell these this rabble our names. They're not going to be around long enough to remember. I think her name is Holiday. Yeah, we got one of them. We got one of them. You're Holiday. Yeah. Can I use persuasion to get him to tell me the other person's name? Uh, you could try. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. Giving this a go. They seem like they really don't want to give up their names, even though he pretty much gave up this woman's name. Right. So maybe he's not too intelligent. Seven yeah. for persuasion. Ah. So that's a yeah, that's, that's a no. That's a, that's right? a pretty that's a failure. Pretty good no. Yeah. How about I try <laughs> intimidation? You could try whatever you want. All right, I'm going to try to intimidate them. <laughs> 22 so, intimidation. All right. So what do you that's do? That's pretty intimidating. Oh, uh I didn't think this far. I I growl and I show the like try to like show really your Yeah, I growl, I shake my the Banff staff. And I show that I have like these big gnarly teeth, and should I mention that I have a javelin too. That's yeah. pretty intimidating. Can can I uh, insist that my compatriots they also wave sure. their weapons? Sure. As I do this, so you guys should wave your weapons as well. Yeah. And I'm waving uh, my mace. I got my javelin in one hand and the hand axe in the other. Yeah. And is there a way I can show like that I have like a firebolt in my left hand, but I'm not going to uh. throw it like an in Intimidation firebolt. Yeah, well, you already got intimidation going. I'll give you that one. All right. And I say, fools, let us know who you are and what game this is that you play. So the the man with the purple horns and tail, he stops like tossing up this little stone. He was tossing kind of like how like a greaser would flip a coin. So he stops that. Ah. He mumbles something to to the woman, and then. All right. Well, I'll tell you our Uh, names. My name is Doc. And this is my sister, Holiday. But you're not going to be around long enough to remember that. <laughs> that, that was anticlimactic. Does Doc? this mean we fight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doc? And we already knew her name. Yeah, we already knew her name. Do you have any other bits of information that you can, can share with us since we already sure. know her name? I could tell mm-hmm. that you're one of Esther's stooges. You can go back and tell her that there's no stopping us and Waylon is going to kneel before its demon general as it should. And with a little hmm. a snap of of the woman's fingers, this coil of rope that she had on her belt comes alive almost like a snake and wraps around her arm and Doc's arm and starts standing itself upright, almost like if it was attached to something hanging from the ceiling. And she says, Tell Esther that the Order of Mages is finished and there's nothing she can do to stop us from reviving our father. And the rope slowly starts to lift them up. Their feet leave the ground, and this rope is carrying them up through the opening in the ceiling where the, the natural light is coming in. And as they're, they're being lifted up, they just maniacally laugh. <laughs> and it just fades out, and all you can hear is the sound of the water trickling in through the, the cracks in the cave. Do you guys know what just happened? Because nope. I think... Uh... This, this is not this is not the way I expected things to go. I think we got swindled. Yeah, but they didn't seem too intelligent to me. Yeah, they, they gave mean, us a lot of information. They, they told us they wouldn't give us their names, and they gave us half of their names right away. <laughs> That's so true. I just don't I don't know what to think of these people. Well, we got or that these, going for these us. These beings, rather. I know that they want to bring back their father somehow. So he yeah. he might be important to this story. Esther might have. Um, I don't know. Some sh- I don't yeah, know if I trust true. them. I, I kind of. I, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to bring back their uncle, but they want us to think it's their father. I feel like they're not gonna. I feel like they're bluffing. They're bluffing. Yeah. But what was that orb that he had? No. I think they're just. I don't know. If only one of us did an investigation on what that orb was. Yeah. They were standing kind of far away to really get a good tell what that was. You could just see it kind of like glinting in the the light. Hmm. But yeah. you couldn't really make out... You wouldn't be able to make out any details from really where you were standing. Well, then never mind. That's all right that we didn't do hmm. that. <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, Bob was right. 
Esther might know some, some more info about this. Should we have we, to go back to her, don't should we? Should we go back to her? Post haste. Yes. All we, right. we just made all this effort to fight all these goblins. And now we're turning back around. All right. I guess right. This that's was the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes. That's is that the, the life end of on the, the road, cave, Eric? Yes, that, that is the end of this cave. We and did it. with that, you guys uh, level up. Hey! Level hey! All right, Javelin. All right, so uh, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break to figure out what that is, and then we will join back up, probably with Esther. All right. All right. Booyah. Let's get to leveling. So uh, the three of you leave the cave, and you camped out overnight because when you went in to the the, ca- the cave, it was nighttime. That's true. Camped out, and you left it in the morning, and you make it back, and it's it's the late afternoon, and you get you head back to Arcane Antiquities, and you see Esther. She is standing behind the counter, and she says, "Ah, uh, oh, boys, you're back. So tell me, how did it go? How did it go? Hmm? Um, well, we uh we had some problems along the way." Yeah, we Problems. almost died like a bunch of times. Yeah. You know anybody with a purple tail? Purple purple tail? Yeah, that should have God. been the first question. Yeah. <laughs> how about how about, <laughs> how about red tails? Or red, no, red you know, tails? Do you know like anybody with tails and red? Anybody with tails I mean, at all? Yeah, the that's only, true. only people I know who have tails are I think Dragonborn have them and Tieflings have them, but they don't come around these parts that hey. often. Do you ever meet Doc or Holiday? Yeah. Doc. Do you ever Holiday. meet anybody who's interested in bringing their father back for some reason? They mentioned you Wait. by name. They also Wait, were testing what did you an say? orb. They wanted to bring their father back with an orb. Oh, that sounds no. familiar. And the oh, names are no, Doc this and is Holiday. Bad. This is bad. This is really, really bad. What? Why is it bad? Oh no. Okay, guys, I have to be honest with you. But you're not honest with us before. I, I was half honest with you before. Yes, there was supposed They'd to only be... be half mad at you. Where are you yes, from there was, exactly? There was... Where am I from? I, no, I that, grew up that, in, that in the city of Elton. <laughs> No, no, not you, Esther. Sorry, we're having our own side combo. Oh, is, does my voice sound different again? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Look, I, I wasn't lying when I said that there was a uh, a magical artifact in in the cave, but oh, I I didn't think it was this artifact. Oh no, you're being really cryptic right now. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta lay it on us. Do you boys know the story of Waylon and the General? I I, I don't know that one. Not particularly. Okay. No. So, how about you, Vizini? I do not. No, I have not. I have not heard that story. That story is unfamiliar to me. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the the, the bridged version. Long, long time ago, like before our grandfathers and their grandfathers, Waylon was at war, and they they made a deal with this this demon to help them win and and survive. But they were supposed to, in return, become the demon's loyal subjects. And the king, at the last minute, sealed this demon away using three soul stones. Stones. And, you know, I, I've been researching these soul stones, and I suspected one of them might have somehow ended up in the cave. And, look, I, I was just taking, taking, taking a chance here. Like, if you guys went and you got it, that'd be great. It was, it was the, the, the soul stone. And if, 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 if it wasn't the soul stone, you, you would have had a, a cool magical item that, you, you know, might have been able to, I don't know, get, got you rich or something. But this is awful. If these guys are get, going after the soul stones, they have to be get trying to revive the demon. That must be their father. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you see what I mean? But I, I have no idea how they know me. Oh, this is, this is bad. Is, it, is uh, it one of your many uncles? Maybe that's the connection. Maybe it's Doc. You, you guys got to go see Doc. Okay, uh, which, are you uh, sure you're telling us everything you know? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm completely... Um, open here. I thought we spoke to Doc in the caves. Doc, they he, they kind of like vanished. I don't, I don't know how we're going to get in touch with Your them. vines. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one. Can I use insight to see if she's telling me, if she indeed is telling me everything Yeah. Oh, good idea. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't have anything. 13. 13. With the Good 13, you can tell that she is, she, she's being honest here. De- she All is right. definitely honestly concerned and deeply troubled by this, th- this news. Now, how would... How would religion come into all this? Because I have religion points. I too have a very high religion. Me as well. (laughs) I'm curious how this comes. I was like, when do I get to use this? Yeah, I don't Uh, feel like this is gonna. (laughs) I don't think religion is gonna have much of a. It's gonna mean anything in this this context. I don't think so. I think it's think it's kind of a useless thing. I'm confused. Which doc are we talking about? We met a doc 
in Are you the cave. Jewish? And now you want us to go talk to a different doctor. No, no. The, the doc wow, I know is so short. <laughs> His name is Dr. Emmett Vern. He's, he's, a, he, he's my professor from, from the College of Learning. I don't ah. think this is the guy. Seems like a different D- doc. Doesn't sound like no, the same guy. My doc doesn't have, have horns or a tail. He's got white white hair and big beady eyes. Oh. Are you saying we need to short, travel like... to Klingon Garden to the College of Learning? Well, I, I really, if you could just do me one more favor. Uh, if you can go see Doc and find out what's going on. How, how do they know me? He, he'll have some answers. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we were kind of just looking for some treasure. I don't know what, what, what's in it for us. Uh, tell you what, I, I know I promised you 150 gold pieces. Uh, what if I... I was about to say. What if I make it 200? Well, are we going to get paid for that first cave diving? We cleared it out for you. That could, was... could, you, could you pay us half now and then half when we're done? Yeah, I think that's a good, good move. Good move, Bobby. So you say you want 100 gold now? Your offer is yes. 200 when we're done, right? We've already cleared out all the goblins. No, no, this, the this was like was al- already for the cave. It's to show my good faith. This, so this is in addition to the 150. No, the, the 150 becomes 200. So we haven't gotten anything yet. Well, I'm going to give it to you. Tell you all right. <laughs> okay, how about this? I'll give you 200 gold, and I'll let you pick out a, a magic item that'll help you along your way. That sounds fair. But we, we still don't get it yet, right? Can we get the magic gonna, item at I'm least I'm going right to give now? you both of them in like five minutes. <laughs> okay. Hold right. your horses, guys. <laughs> <laughs> please. We got ahead please, of ourselves. It, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, the, the goblin fighting made us all please, a little crazy. Please, accepting this yeah. stuff. Please, I hope accepting this stuff means you're going to go see Doc. We'll see Doc. We'll see tail Doc, <sighs> right? Doc with the tail or BDI? No, no, no. This, we want to see this, Tiny this doc. doc has no we want, tail. We want this Tiny right, right. Doc. I, I need to see. Tail. Uh, I don't call him by his first name. It's so weird. Emmett. Doc Vern. Doc Vern. Oh, Emmett uh, Vern. <laughs> doc Brown? No, not Brown. Vern. Emmett Brown. Emmett Vern. Back to the future? I know what you're saying. Yeah. All, All right. right. We so, got it. I think we need, we need like a... Christopher Lloyd? We, we need it. Christopher Lloyd on our team. <laughs> and we also, I think we need like a team name. Like, I All don't right. know. I've got While you guys come up with the team name, I'm gonna go get get you get you some stuff to pick from. Okay. We're the wombats. The Thank wombats. you, Esther. And Esther, uh, she she goes to the, into the back, and you hear rustling around, and you hear like clanging and all kinds of noise. You guys come up with the team name. I think we need a good name. Oh, like, okay. Um, we are. Would have to be intimidating. I think or so. The pecan sandies. Oh, the javelin. The javelin. I think we need something, something to bring us together, like the fellowship of the fellowship, of the fellowship of friends. Grinock. Why does it have to be all about you, Grinock? Oh, I'm just saying, and I'm a very intimidating name. <laughs> we could be that is true. the 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 golden retrievers. <laughs> the golden retrievers. <laughs> the golden retrievers does sound oddly appropriate. Kind of. Yeah. I think that's what we should do. <laughs> All right. We'll be we the golden retrievers. Okay. All right, that's it. That's that's legally right, so binding. You're going to be the now. golden retrievers. I'm going to right. make a note of that. Yeah. Yes, cuz we will retrieve gold. The, the gold. I mean, it's perfect. All right. Uh, yes. So Esther comes out from, from the back room, and she's carrying with her. Her arms are filled with some stuff. She drops on on the counter a little a coin purse. She says, "Here's your two hundred gold. You can go ahead and count this right now. Uh, I won't. I won't be. I won't mind. That's all right. I believe you." And then she puts down four items, and she says, "All right, I can let you pick one." Each of you can pick one of these. These are, I, I think, the most valuable uh, and most useful items that I have. And I think you're going to really like it. So she, the first one that she holds up is a small bronze ring. With, it's got an extruded letter S, and it's inlaid with diamonds. And she says, hmm. have you ever seen mm. one of these before? No. A ring? No, no. no, no not, you, not one you know like what, that. You know what that S stands for? Salamander. No. The S stands for Schwartz. This is the ring of the Schwartz. <laughs> the Schwartz? Yes. Uh, the wearer of this ring uh, is able to to lift objects only using their mind. Uh, as long as they're the, but Esther, I thought that the Schwartz existed within. As long us. as the items are not being worn or held, <laughs> is there a certain weight limitation? Uh, it's usually dependent on the wearer, but in most cases, it's. Uh, I'm going to go with technical game terms here. One class size larger than you. Mm. All right. All right. Uh, Did you get it from a Cracker Jack box? I'm not telling. <laughs> okay, so she, put, she puts, puts the ring down on the counter and she holds up the next item. All right, these 
these are a pair of dark green tights. You know, rumors said that tights like these are only worn by righteous men who roam around forests looking for fights. These are the tights of Loxley. Ah. Oh, okay. I'm liking and, all these items. And whoever wears them, they, they get like this, this nimbleness. They're, they're, they become so, so agile. Mm. Hmm. Which in game speak is a plus one to dexterity while wearing. Who ah. needs that? Yes, who's dexterity? I have. I think uh, actually, that might be. Who got good hit the most in the I last battle? Fourteen dexterity. Where am I? At? A, oh, I only wait. You fourteen dexterity? Well, fourteen, but I guess two. I don't know how this works. Yeah, exactly. the numbers. Yeah, okay. So the number have, above is a two. The number below is a fourteen. And I have a Grinock is ambidextrous. I have a one and a thirteen. Yeah. Okay, and and Bob, what are you? Oh, um, <laughs> I have zero dexterity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds this, like Bob might this, need some dexterity. This is necessary for Bobby. Let's, uh, let's keep the golden retrievers balanced. So, yes. Yeah. Bobby needs no. those tights. Now, now hold, hold on. I'm not, I'm not done showing you okay. what I got. Oh, yeah. And she pulls out a, a violin, a, a finely crafted, exquisite fiddle. She says, this is the fiddle of Frau Blucher. Yes. <laughs> Off in the distance, you hear the horses whinny and neigh. <laughs> she says... This fiddle was once said to calm the raging soul of a monster. Oh. And if you play it, whatever, you know, raging creature hears it will uh, be able to calm down. But there's a catch, though. You don't want to play it twice against the same target because they'll, mm. they'll be wise to you, and it might not work as good. Okay. Interesting. And the last object that she holds up, it's a little silver star. And she says, now this, this is a badge that was once worn by a legendary lawman who protected a small town from ruthless people. This is Bart's badge, and it will protect you against ranged projectiles. Interesting. Uh-huh. Which will grant you uh, a plus one to your AC when being attacked by like a ranged, you know, thrown daggers or arrows or stuff like that. What are your guys' ACs? ACs, minus 13. Okay. Where are we looking? ACs. Armor your class. Armor class. Ethuf, yours is 11. 11. Oh, oh, right here. Okay, yeah. Mm? Okay. I always thought mine was the worst. I have 12, but it turns nah. out Ethuf. Ooh, maybe I need the, uh, the old... Blazing Saddles badge. Yeah, Oh, did I just give it up? <laughs> you know, the enemies see that star, they swing, and they just miss. Yeah. Mm. So that's an option. So wait, so we have... We have the four items. Bart's badge, and that will increase your AC against projectiles. You yeah. have mm-hmm. the fiddle, and that'll calm beasts. Yes. Is that yeah, any that, any character? Any target? Uh, any, any target. It... it it's the spell Calm Emotions. Okay. And uh, both uh, the Ring of the Schwartz and Frau Bluka's fiddle, <laughs> they don't use spell slots when you use them. Okay. That's good to know. And then we have Tights of Dexterity. Yes. I don't know which one we should take. We should probably just pick one. Or e- each of us pick one. Wait, each, everyone picks one, yes. right? Yeah. So there's one that, that's not going to go with you. Okay. Well, I think I should take the shield. Bart's badge. Bart's badge. Okay. The, yes. Bob, what do you want? All right. Hmm. I'm a little torn between the uh, the dexterity increasing thing that I already forgot what you said. I it think was. you should. I think you should wear the, or, the green tights. Green tights. Fiddle. Mm. I don't. I don't love the fiddle. You don't love the fiddle? No, because I don't think Ethu. It's gonna gonna calm. Why Why don't you like the fiddle? Because they're gonna calm the. Enemy? I don't know. If it I helps, don't think we need to calm the <laughs> enemy. If, if it helps. <laughs> I do have. Keep in mind that doesn't have to be like in battle. You can use that outside of battle. Mm. If it if it helps, I do have charm person as a spell. Yeah. So that might work. Yeah, I feel like I don't. We don't need the the folks. I feel like it's a lame lame tool. Given given Grinnock's skill, it might seem that the fiddle might be a little bit redundant. Mm. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. What was it? The dexterity tights. Yes. Mm-hmm. Green tights. Well, I always need some new tights. So, yes, I will take the dexterity tights. Okay. I think it's a good move. I think. And then I guess I will take the Schwartz. May the Schwartz be May with May the you. Schwartz right. be with me so I can lift things out of our way. Just don't tangle your Schwartz. I won't tangle. Ugh. Don't you hate it when you get your Schwartz tangled? <laughs> Do not drop anything on your feet either. Mm. <laughs> all right. So, I think we got our, got our stuff. All right, boys. Good choices all around. So, you got your money. You got, got some good items. I think you're all set. Elton, which is where uh, Doc Verne lives, that is about three days to the west. 
little southwest and to the west. So please leave as soon as you can and, and get there as quickly as possible. Someone All right. give me a boost the fate, onto these horses. The fate of the kingdom depends on... Should and we you stop can keep for the some horses wo- too. Oh. Keep the horses. Yeah. Excellent. Perfect. Should we stop for some well water first before leaving? Just for old time's sake. It it has, it's never done us wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, I think I might get some, some well water in, in real life. I need oh, to get, give good, myself a, good a glass of water while uh, you guys do yes. this. Esther, her enthusiasm kind of fades and it, and it, it kind of turns to like puzzlement. Uh, okay, if that's what you boys want. All right. The golden uh, retrievers have their methods. Yes. We do what we... That's our, that's our name, by the way. We picked it while you were ah. back there. Ah, is it, is, are you guys now like a club or something? I don't think we're much of a club. More of like a... I, I don't know, a gang doesn't seem right. Esther, this is the start of something massive. We're like uh, the fellowship yes. of guys doing things and retrieving gold. I could not have said it any better myself. Well put. Thank you. How's your speech stat? Is that a thing here? No, or is that just fallout? I think it might (laughs) just be fallout. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Uh, My persuasion is number There's persuasion and deception and all that kind of good stuff. All right, so I guess guess you boys uh, head to the well and take a a last drink of that well water. It's about a three-day journey to get to Elton. Uh, Along the way, you stop and camp out a few times. Nothing eventful happens because uh, Wayland's pretty safe, and you guys take reasonable we precautions. Have Bob tied up to a tree. Uh, you, know, so you always have someone out on That's guard. That's right. Uh, surprisingly, Bob does not get up during the night. All right, Bob. Those three nights. I wonder if something mysterious so, was going uh, on in Wayland. Wait, where were we? No, we yeah. were not in Wayland. We were in Wayland's the right, name yeah, of the kingdom. So it's all Wayland. We were in Eagleton. Eagleton. Maybe there's something mysterious with Eagleton. Let's let's make right. let's make and a note to stop there yes. after this quest. We'll and if it's okay with you two, if it's okay with you two, I would like to get to the bottom of the strangeness that with, sounds good. with your help. You know, maybe we I can feel, uncover why my accent keeps changing. I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel much Lots safer with the golden retrievers. Lots of answers needed. So at the end of the third day, you arrive to, at the capital city of Elton. Elton is the heart of the kingdom. This is where the the capital is uh, both financial and governmental and it's it's a beautiful city directly through the city gates lies a bustling marketplace uh, to the east that's where the high class houses and apartments are to the west the middle class and the slums are there uh, there's a large church to the north and the capital tower is just past that and from the entrance you can see various shops selling clothes, weapons, and food. There's a tavern named the Gray Seal and a municipal <laughs> bulletin board. I get it. Gray Seal. And Elton. Elton John. <laughs> All right. So welcome to Elton. What do you do? Looks like Bob has a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what would make you say that. Usually, um, usually I found when, when we venture into a new town. Is there somebody at the gate explaining what the town is and any goings on? Because oftentimes in adventures there is. Before we move forward, someone's got to help me down from this horse. This ah. is very high <laughs> for a gnome. Yes. Should we assume that we already stopped off at the stables, got off the horses, helped Ethuf? Ethuf cannot yeah. even talk to anybody while he's on the horse. Uh, yes. So I'm concentrating <laughs> yeah. fully, uh, trying yeah, so not to you die. Guys, you guys uh, hitched up your horses uh, before heading through the gate, and there's a, a city guard who's kind of just like kind of watching the people coming in and out of out of the gate. And uh, he sees you, you three kind of just like, you stop like right in the middle of the of the traffic. And he goes, oh, you three, come on, let traffic through. So let's get it. I think we should get out the way retrievers all right all right <laughs> retrievers move we sing a song and we dance off the road <laughs> we sing our team uh, song the guard the guard says oi you three aren't from around here are you what tipped you off uh the, the singing to be honest <laughs> we are from three days east I think so yeah three days east you must be coming from eagleton wow he nailed it <laughs> yeah there's not not much out that way Could you should... you might be able to help us we're looking for doc brown doc brown no Doc not, Brown. Not Doc Brown. No, never no, heard no. of a Doc, Doc Brown. <laughs> You've never seen Back to the Future. <laughs> We're looking for a doctor. Back to the what? He's, he works at uh, at the the University of Learning. University of Learning. Oh well, that ain't here, right? But maybe you're talking about crazy old uh, old geezer who's always trying to pull his his science experiments in, in the middle of the day. He's usually out and about around here. If you you wander around, you might bump into. What him. name do you What but, uh, name do you know him as? Oh, I, I don't even know his name. We all just call him call him Nutso. Hmm. Do you know where Nutso hangs out? Does he like hanging places? by wells? 
No, he doesn't hang out by wells too often. But uh, you know, a few days ago he was at, at he was at the the steps for the for the church, and then uh, I think he he lives out uh, in the, in the west, the west side. In the west side, west. Si- I think. Um. Okay. Well, then I guess we should probably go there. All right. Yeah. At least give it a, sh- a shot. To the west side. Yeah, I can't think. You know, that's that's the most information you have on this guy. Well, I don't pay much attention to what he's doing. So yeah. No. Now move along. I got I got people to watch. Okay. <laughs> your your job's kind of weird. Not gonna lie. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna go. Why they they pay me? I don't complain. Uh, I get it. We'll uh we'll be on our way. Thank you for your help. Right. Right. All right. I guess we head west. To the west we go. To the west. To the west. So you head out down the western road through the city, and these are some some decent houses. There are a few that are nicer than others, but they're pretty decent. But you come across one that looks really out of place. It's had several additions built onto the house, and they don't seem to match the existing core style of the house or the one surrounding it. And the front door is this large, solid metal door with many locks on it. I think can we knock can we knock on the door? Yeah, you could you could walk up to anybody and knock on a door or whatever. <laughs> I don't know why I'm asking yeah. you permission. I knock on the door. All right. Nice. Uh <laughs> is it just you by yourself? No, we're 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 back up. Yeah. Okay, so the three of you uh going to this door? The retrievers never go alone. We're we always do, together. We do a hands in. Yeah. And then Bob knocks. <laughs> 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 on three. Retrievers. All right, so uh, Bob <laughs> knocks on the this door, and it, it lets it lets out like a, this loud, echoing clang, 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 and you hear some uh, the clicks of the lock. They're they're turning and stuff, and the door opens a little bit, and you see like it's dark in there, but you could kind of make out a, a face looking at you, and the door closes abruptly. Then uh, you hear knock again. Yeah, what the fuck? And you hear a little bit of uh, you knock again, again. I knock. Clang, again. Yeah, clang, yeah. clang, and. This time you hear another lock open, and this time the door opens all the way. And standing oh. in the doorway is this this elderly man with wild gray and white hair, and he's got these big, enormous goggles that are are magnifying his eyes. They're they're making them look huge, uh, and he's wearing like a white wizard's robe, and he looks around suspiciously. He goes, "Quick, quick, come in! Quick, uh, quick! Yes, uh, okay. we go in. Right. We, we go all in. Right. Come on, come on! All right, we go in. Um, Eyes everywhere! Hurry, hurry!" Uh, okay, are are you Doc? Come in, come in. Okay, go in. in. All right, so the three of you enter the enter his house, and he closes the door. He goes, "Don't say anything. I am going to read your thoughts. I know why you're here." Because uh, this uh, sounds like a movie. Don't tell me you are here like... to find a magical treasure. No, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it. You are trying to remember a lost memory. No, 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 no. You're looking for friends. No. Ah, you must be here to help with my time machine. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Actually, Esther sent us from Eagleton. Does that name Does that mean, name anything, mean to anything to you? When you, say that, when you say Esther's name, his eyes light up and his face lights up. And he goes, Esther, oh, she's my star student. How is she doing? How do you know her? Who are you? What are you doing here? Do you have a while? <laughs> yeah, it's a long... Uh, I'll try to... Uh, Cliff notes? Let, let me explain. Give the TLDR no, wait, version enough, of the story. Not enough yeah. time. Let me sum up. <laughs> All right. Um, so you, 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 t- you catch him up to speed with what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's, good. That's, <laughs> that's good. Thank you. Um, good, go- good going, good going. <laughs> and uh, we, we star wipe to a little bit later. He goes, oh, this, this is troubling indeed. If they're looking for the soul stones... Oh, we have we we have to get the rest of them before before they're able to collect all the soul stones. Can you tell us more about these um, about these strange people we ran into in the caves? All right, I don't. They don't sound familiar. The way that you describe them, purple horns, red horns. That's definitely. Those are definitely tieflings. You know, it sounds like you describe tieflings to a T. But I can't say that their names ring any bells. So you have no idea, because they knew Esther by name. Yes. Right, maybe. No, that can't be it. They said something about bringing their father back. And Esther seemed Wait. to believe this was a demon. You said father? Oh. Yeah, that, that seems to be the kicker for everything. <laughs> oh, no. They must be his children. <laughs> oh, no. That would make secret sense, word. considering they <laughs> used the word He father. bred before he was sealed away. This is not good. Pumpernickel. All right. 
if we keep hearing this isn't good. Look, what can we I, do? I don't, I don't know if this is exactly how it happens, but I think that they play a role in unlocking his true power. I don't, Who? I don't know. They, the, the children or the stones? The children. The stones are what brings him back to life, but the children are what unlocks his power. Hmm. I don't know exactly what the role in it is, but I think my latest invention might help out with this. It might solve some answers. Okay. Do you boys have time? We got, ooh, yeah, we got a lot of time. All right. All yeah. Right. I mean, like, about like 10 minutes, you know. Okay. Come with me. Come uh, with me. I got nothing on the docket. And uh, he leads you downstairs. And let me tell you, his, his house is, is a mess to begin with. Is there a guitar on the side? Uh, th- there's no, no guitar, right? I, I just, I'm sorry, man. I just had a feeling there was going to be a guitar on the side. Uh, but is there a DeLorean? <laughs> no DeLorean. Um, is there a dog named Einstein? There are, there are countless <laughs> magical items and inventions all over this. There are all over his house. There are scraps of paper that are filled with scribbles and books. They, they cover nearly every surface. And s- small magical devices are whizzing and whirring, and they create this constant low hum. And you see, like, uh, on his desk, there is... One invention that's particularly interesting, it is a, it's a wooden box with a tentacle attached to it with a knife taped to the end of the tentacle. But as he leads you downstairs past all this stuff, it all becomes really clean all of a sudden. Uh, and downstairs, there is this massive wooden object. It's made of wood, metal, and brass, and it just about fills the room. There is a large brass arc. That's about five feet wide and seven feet tall in the center of it. And just about touches the ceiling of, the, of this basement. And a brass nameplate has been attached to it. And it says, Time Gate. It's been embossed and attached to the peak of the arc. And there are two large control panels on either side with knobs, switches, and dials. And cables are haphazardly routed all around the room and the rafters of the ceiling. This is my latest invention. It's the Time Gate. The Time Gate? Really? That, that's, all, that's all the... I, I was expecting more. More from you guys. More from you boys. This is. I'm just. I'm just remember, awestruck. I apologize. Remember, I'm a barbarian gnome. I've never heard of this time gate you speak of. This, 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 this invention of mine will allow you to walk from one side of time to the other. So you'll be in the same place, but you're just like it's like walking through a door. You walk from the present to the past. Now oh. we're going to appear here only in a different point in time. We can't. We can't to anywhere else no um location wise no why would you do that elton is it was a magical time back in the day there's there's nothing else in this this kingdom back then but war and and famine and oh why'd you want that hmm so doctor are you suggesting that we that we nip this problem in the bud by going back in time to solve this problem before it even starts the scientist inside me is saying no don't mess with the space-time continuum but this is really important, and it must be done. So in this case, I, I think we need to throw all caution to the wind and send you back in time to kill the demon. Okay, oh. I thought you were going to say the babies, because that, that would be kind of... Yeah. How will we know? Messed up. How no, will we kill know? some demons. We, we, we should kill demons. <laughs> that is what we're known for, is the Golden so Retrievers, killing demons. Here's but how will we know? I'm so sorry, Greg. No, I interrupted you. How will we know that the demon will be anywhere near here? Well, if you remember your history, Elton is the capital city, and this is where all the strategy is going on. This is where all the generals and all the stuff is happening. So this is where we can, we can stop this, this disaster from ever happening. And believe me, I do enjoy living in this present time, but if it means preventing disaster, I would happily let the kingdom of Helm take this kingdom. Okay, that was the question I was going to ask. If by destroying this demon, we might make Helm take us, us over. Truly um, a selfless man. Also, here's another thought. Um, perhaps we invest in some stock back then, so by the time we get back here, we'll be doing pretty good, am I right? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Let's make some money while we're at it. Sounds good. So what do you say? Will you, will you take on this quest? Uh, the way you described it, I just, I'm just not sure there's any other way to do it. I think we don't have many options here, guys. I'm just wondering how effective are the three of us going to be against a demon? Mm. I mean, I have a javelin. You do have a javelin. Uh, Doc, Demons hate I, I do have sacred flame. That Doctor. was a big hit in the past battle. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's true. It was very good. Doctor. Yes. Do you happen to have anything we could take along that'll improve our chances? Oh. Good question. 
Did you see that invention I made upstairs? The tentacle with the knife? Oh, yes. What was yeah. that about? You turn that thing on and it starts flailing around. And you can't just leave that thing running. You got to stop it. But, you know, you don't want to put your hand there because you might get cut. Maybe, uh, maybe you could give that to the demon. And he'll just get so annoyed from getting, like, little cuts all the time that he'll just leave. He'll Death be very preoccupied with, with the box that he won't ha- be able to take over. Yeah. Death by a thousand small cuts. I yeah. like it. Okay. Can't hurt. I think the point. I mean, it might yes. hurt. <laughs> might hurt. <laughs> nice. Might hurt badly. <laughs> very badly. Just, it, it just might make sure be an advantage. Make sure that you hit the switch when you're ready. Because if you're not, you're gonna have to try to turn that thing back off to carry it around. And mm. he holds up his his fingers, and you see that there's like uh, all kinds of like bandages wrapped around them. And he's like, "Trust me, you only want to hit that switch when you're ready." Okay. Right. Are, are we gonna get extra stuff from like coins from you as well? Yeah. Coins? Esther's just given us 200. Ah, uh, right, right, right. I suppose I'll, I, I, could, I, could, I could scrounge up something for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what are you thinking? What, what's your budget? I don't know. I, how, how far, how far do these coins go? We haven't really had to buy anything. Um, what do we say, guys? I'm uh, honestly surprised that this guy doesn't have a device to make coins. Oh. Why don't we go double? Why don't we go 200 from this guy? 200 from this guy? Yeah. Like yes, two, 200, sir. 200 great Scott. <laughs> I've heard that before. I'm telling you, you sound just like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. It's uncanny. Doc yeah. Brown, what's your, back to the what's what? your name? Back to the what? What's your name, Doc something? Doc, Dr. Vern. Dr. Emmett Dr. Vern. Vern. Dr. Emmett Vern. Right. Uh, maybe I'll show it to you someday. <laughs> okay. But let's, we got we to gotta make it through this first. We have a demon to kill. Yeah. Right. We got other things. To so, do. retrievers, we do this. Let's do All it. All right, you All boys right. drive a hard bargain, but I'll do it. All right. Hands in. And retrievers, retrievers, retrievers. retrievers. Woo. Oh, All right. Oh, oh. <laughs> and with that, Doc walks over to, this, to, to these two enormous Frankenstein switches, and he flips one of them. Uh, panel lights start blinking, and there are all kinds of colors. Blue, purple, green, red, orange. Just, just like randomly blinking. And he walks over to the other switch, and he hits that. And the, the machine starts getting louder and louder to the point where uh, you have to yell to be heard. And out of nowhere, a strong wind starts blowing in the basement. Papers start getting blown around. All Any candles that he had lit for illumination, they get blown out. And uh, loud thunderous clap echoes through the room, followed by a bright flash of light. And as your eyes adjust to the light, you see a large, swirling blue portal in the arch. And this, the sound level just kind of stabilizes, and it gets back down, and it's quiet and soft. And through the arch, you can kind of see the outlines of what looks like the other side of the room. But the furniture is all different. It's much uh, more gothic-looking and ornate. And Doc says... Well, this is it, boys. This is where you get in. Quick question. How do we get back here? I, I have yeah. another question. Right, right. Yes, questions. Two questions. Um, Grinock? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, how do we get back? The portal will stay open for as long as you are in there. I'll be here on the other side monitoring your, your progress and, keep, and oh, make sure oh, that the, the that, portal stays open. That's, that's, that's good. good. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Great, great. Um, we did not really specify when in time we're going. Oh, good point. Right? <laughs> I, um, yeah, well, um, how far back do we need to go to kill this demon? And what does he specifically look like? Does he like, look like a normal demon kind of dude, or is he can like... Can we see this demon? Can yeah. we assume the purple tail again? Or is it red? Well, you know, question. we only have legends to go by, uh, but what, we, what the legends say is he stands about eight feet tall. He's got flaming red hair. He, like, his hair is literally flames. And okay, he shouldn't be that hard to miss. Yeah, yeah he should not be that hard to miss. Stick out like a sore thumb. So, like the thing that uh, from Hercules, that uh, he's Hades. Yeah, the one that James Woods. James voiced. Woods. So we're looking for James Woods. So a flaming James Woods. Sure, sure. Basically, if that, if that, that helps you picture like the kind of the kind of person you're looking for, and a flaming eight foot James Woods. And legends say that this took place maybe what a villain four hundred years ago. <laughs> The, the dates are not exact, so we're going to ballpark this the best we can. All uh, right. You're going to have to do maybe a little bit of, of a reconnaissance to figure out when it is, and then we can fine-tune it from here. But this, this, is, not a, this is not a precision machine. This is only my first, my first iteration of it. Okay. Uh, what could go wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. 
No, I'm serious. What could go wrong? I'm, I don't I'm know. Actually, very concerned. This is nervous laughter you're hearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I always found that the best case to get over the nerves is to just jump head into to what you're facing. So, Whoa. get at it, boys. Well, uh, speaking from someone who's from Jersey and in this weird world, I'm just going to go right in. All right. Uh, that kind of mindset cool. is probably how so, you got here. Bob, you just jump we'll right through, and you <laughs> come out the other side. The, the guys on the other side can see you. You look around, and you wave back at them, and you, hey, give, you give them the thumbs up. That that was much. That was very anticlimactic. <laughs> Everything good over there? Actually, can Bob hear us? He can't hear you, but he could see you. Oh, I am waving at Grinock right now. I give him a, like a, a head a head nod, like I can see you, my dude. I, I try to convey with no audio that it is safe, my friend. You may jump through. Okay, then I jump through. All right. Is it gnome safe? Yes, completely gnome safe. Okay. Did you, did you test this with gnomes? Uh, theoretically. I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh right, I'm so right. sorry. Something <laughs> and I'm gnome. assuming I'm swirling in a vortex right now because I said I, I jumped in and I don't know what happened. I was able to I'm read your lips. dive in. He was able to read your first. lips through that and he goes, don't worry. I, I theoretically tested this. How about it, little in. man? All right. Yes. We're all in. We're all in. All right. We are in the past. You're all in. And, uh, Doc gives you a thumbs up, and just as he does that, there's a loud crack, and the portal disappears. Oh. Ah, With a gust fuck. of wind and yeah. blinding flash, kinda, you're looking at a wall. Kind of sense. Yeah. Yeah, probably should have expected this. Now we're... All right, time to start our new lives. And, yep. uh... You hear upstairs, What in the blazes was that? And you hear footsteps all, like, running, and they come down the stairs and you see standing at the, at the foot of the stairs is a tall spindly and gaunt dark elf a greasy little halfling with like black greased hair and he's all dirty and gross and behind the halfling are two children and one of them has short purple horns and a short purple tail and the other has short red horns and a short red tail let's kill these fuckers Oh, These are them. shit. Hold, hold on. Hold that thought one one moment. Do you think maybe we should try and... Do we need to kill them yet? They're just children, right? Besides, they might be able to tell us where um, where Flaming James Woods is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you're right. All right. You're I guess right. we'll play it safe. Yeah. I got excited because I'm a barbarian gnome. I don't know any better. We got to think of something to tell these guys, though. Yeah. Are you familiar with... James Woods' work. Uh. The, uh, the dark elf narrow his eyes, and he says in a low voice, Jennings, take the children and the soul stones to the catacombs. I'll deal with these guests. And the short little uh, halfling says, Right away, Nelson. Come along, children. And the, the kids are just kind of blankly staring at you like, like a scared little children that they are. The halfling goes, Doc, holiday, now, here. Let's go. And the two kids kind of hesitantly walk back and take the halfling's hands, and he runs up the stairs. The dark elf puts his hands behind his back, and he starts slowly, like, walking in a circle around you. He says, so tell me, my uninvited guests, how exactly did you get into this basement? Can I use religion? Religion. Uh, yeah. Hold that thought. Sure. Because, all right. <clears throat> What's your religion stat? <laughs> I'm a have to. I don't know. Oh, my, my stat? <laughs> what is your literal religion oh, stat? Yeah, uh, six. <laughs> okay, yours is greater uh, than mine. Go right ahead. Have you heard the good news? <laughs> yes, I've heard the good news. The good news of our mighty general. Um, so, wait, uh, should I click religion? Yeah, go ahead. 24. 24. Woo! All right. Look at you. So, nice. you actually recognize the clothing that he's wearing as, as a cult that you are familiar with from the present day called the Cult of the Flaming Hand. Then, brother, we are, we are followers of the Cult of the Flaming Hand. Golden Retrievers. We weren't mailed our robes yet. He says, yes, we haven't gotten our robes right, yet. Right, right. We're, we're new recruits. He goes, ah, new recruits, yes. So tell me again, new recruits, because my memory's often uh, fuzzy. What is our mission? The mission of the Cult of the Flaming Hand. Uh, um, uh, we try can, to... What were you going to say, Bob? I could, roll, I could roll religion to guess that, if that makes any sense. 
to oh with that yeah you could you um, could do that. do that all right i have five religion so okay i have four so i don't know how much help i'd be 14. 14 all right uh that's not you are not familiar with this cult's mission you're familiar with them by name but not details like that what if i have what do i have here time In is short math. and i have short patience so please um, tell I me. I give it. A- get it. Uh, of course. Uh, get get rich and fuck bitches. Oh, I've. No oh, idea. you poor, poor soul. You. That's what the. That's what the recruiter said. You have just made the worst mistake possible. And with a flick of his wrist, he conjures an ethereal knife, and he says, "It's a shame your story must end here." And that's where tonight's session will end. Cliffhanger! It's a hell of a cliffhanger, Eric. Dum, dum, dum. So you are... <laughs> I guess it was not to get rich and fuck bitches. <laughs> nope. What, what have we learned? That's what we've learned today. Oh, man. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm frightened. <laughs> yeah, who knows where this is going to go? This is fun, guys. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you're liking it. All right. Thanks, Eric. Uh, thanks, Dan. Yeah. Of course. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Thanks for joining us again. And yeah. Thank you all for joining us for this part two, part two of Dungeons and Ducklings. Peace. <laughs>